rodent monster hunters, said the Glasgow South and Eastwood Extra. Rumours of missing children, of a vampire with iron teeth, and the local children determined to rid the creature that haunted their dreams. It was 1954 in a decaying, industrial, heavily populated part of Glasgow called Gorbals. It's a time, long before the internet, when kids played out all day, but no one could have imagined that their games of cowboys and Indians, cops and robbers, would turn instantaneously into vampire hunting at night. Gorbals is on the south bank of the River Clyde, and tenement buildings were built there in the mid-1800s to provide housing for the growing number of people who worked there in the factories and docks. The accommodation became quickly overcrowded, with poor residents, an estimated 85,000 of them living in an area only the size of about 250 acres. Conditions became unsafe and filthy. It was not until the 60s that the tenements were torn down and replaced with tower blocks. The Scotsman says, but the Gorbals was also famed for its community spirit, which could not be crushed, despite the often adverse circumstances the residents faced. And perhaps this is why they came together in their hundreds to take down a vampire. Gorbals is also the setting for the 1935 novel No Mean City, in which the lead character Razor slashes his way through the underworld gangs, wielding razor blades as weapons, to become crowned the Razor King. But in the 50s, the local kids were more concerned with a different kind of villain, a seven feet tall vampire with teeth made of iron. It lived, they believed, in the southern necropolis. The necropolis was a cemetery close by, established to enable the poor of the city to have a decent burial. This was now the lair of the creature of the undead. No one really knows how word first spread, but the vampire, the kids said, was responsible for the recent disappearance of several children. The news spread like wildfire through the boys and girls, and perhaps the most surprising thing in all of this is that rather than running home and hiding, these brave little mites armed themselves with homemade stakes of varying lengths and knives, no doubt from their mother's kitchens, and all other assortments of utensils that could be fashioned into weapons. The children who had disappeared, they said, had been kidnapped by the vampire and eaten, and they would not rest until they had destroyed it. They came together, not as a small group, but in their hundreds, and as darkness fell, they made their way to the necropolis. Kids lined the walls of the cemetery, perching on the cold bricks, waiting. Then a shout came up. I see it! A figure was moving slowly in the distance. Ronnie Sanderson, then an eight-year-old boy, told the Scotsman, I was there. I was in the graveyard when I was eight years old. I'd been telling my wife about the vampire for years, and she's never believed me. He recalled, somebody saw someone wandering about and the cry went up, it's the vampire. It all started in the playground. The word was, there was a vampire and everyone was going to head out there after school. At three o'clock, the school emptied and everyone made a beeline for the necropolis. We sat there for ages on the wall, waiting and waiting. I wouldn't go in because it was a bit scary for me. I just remember scampering home to my mother. I've seen a vampire and I got a clout round the ear. Not to be deterred, however, the armed mob of child vampire hunters sealed themselves once more and returned immediately after sunset the following night and the night after. Reported the Daily Mirror, amazing scene as hundreds of children rushed cemetery for the second day running last night. The result has been a nightmare 24 hours for the police in the city's Hutchstown district. The trouble started at 4pm on Thursday when the schools were closing. Hundreds of children determined to slay the vampire which they believed to be roaming the cemetery. Even infants just able to toddle joined the mob. Armed with sticks and stones, off they set for the cemetery, 
gathering recruits as they marched through the city. At the cemetery, they swarmed over the gates, determined to hunt down this fabulous monster. Every moment, more and more children joined the yelling, excited throng. Gravediggers had been called in to help the cemetery keepers to guard the gates, but they were powerless. A reporter from the Daily Mirror said, I walked through the cemetery as darkness was falling. Little boys and girls clung to my coat and shouted, Have you come to shoot him, mister? Kill him so we can get some sleep tonight. Fear of the Gorboy's vampire spread to the parents, but some of the child hunters were mere babies joining in the nightly patrols, along with their pet dogs, and the parents seemed unable to stop them. They alerted local police constable Alec Deeprose, seeking reassurance that surely there could not really be a vampire on the loose. Meanwhile, the children continued their nightly patrols. They took the fight to the vampire in the necropolis, weaving and darting between the graves, sticks and knives in hand, actively hunting. PC Deeprose, having failed to allay the parents' and entire neighbourhood's alarm, was dispatched to calm the situation as widespread reports were coming in of a big disturbance. When Deeprose arrived, he found a gathering of at least 200 children in the graveyard, heavily armed and running wild. Understandably concerned by the large array of deadly weapons, Deeprose called for backup. He said they claimed they were hunting a vampire with iron teeth who had killed and eaten two boys. He tried to reason with the kids, but they were having none of it. Not when a deadly immortal was on the loose. The bulletin newspaper reported on its front page, police had to clear vampire hunters. Household is in Caledonia Road. Phoned the police last night to complain of the clamour raised by hundreds of children swarming into the necropolis. Their excited shouts and screams became so loud that normal conversation was impossible. Phone calls of protests were made to Lawnmower Street Police Office. As darkness fell, the hunt tapered off and was finally called off by rain. But the children's adventure eventually came to an end after several nights when the authorities put an end to the business with great numbers of police. And gradually the kids returned to playing cops and robbers again instead, seemingly shrugging off the whole business. Some of the adults, however, took things far more seriously, particularly those in authority. A debate started. How had the children become obsessed with such a story? Suggestions were made that this story had to have come not from the children's own vivid imaginations, but rather from their comic books or reading books. Although no one could find an actual source to describe a Gorbals vampire in the necropolis, but so seriously considered was the affair that it actually led to the creation of a law to prevent children from reading anything that could be interpreted as containing graphic descriptions of violence and gore, specifically material of a repulsive or horrible nature. Scottish Labour MP for Gorbals, Alice Cullen, had led the charge for a change in the law in Parliament, and this resulted in the passing of the 1955 Children and Young Persons Harmful Publications Act which is still in force today. Years later, Tam Smith, one of the boys who'd taken part in the hunt in the necropolis, told the BBC that the factories surrounding it had added an eerie atmosphere. He said the red lights and the smoke of the factory would flare up and make all the gravestones leap. You would see figures walking about at the back. The walls were lined with people. We ventured through the gatehouse and there were loads of kids in there, some wandering, some sitting on the walls. There were lots of dogs too. We found a place to stand out of the way because there were so many people there. I think the whole of the Gorbals was in that graveyard. It's hard to put an estimate on the number. There was a furnace blast from the ironworks at Dixon Blazes. When it started to get dark, it turned the sky flaming red right across the top end of the Gorbals. And when that went up, everyone jumped. 
At one point, someone had been burning stuff in a nearby Chapel Lane, and one of the stories was that the vampire had burned one of the boys there. You would go to bed at night and wonder if these things were actually happening. 90,000 people who lived in that area. I've often said that if there really was a ghost or a vampire in that area, you would never know because there were too many people. Maybe there really was some disappearances of children. 